So that wasn't my intention to say like, oh, huh. I still do cold Go showers. Go listen to the first episode. Yes, yes. Listen to episode one and two of the <laughs> podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to A Thing a Month, also known as Adam, the monthly challenge podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kovar, and today I'm joined by guest co-host Kyle Lemon. How are you doing today, Kyle? Cody Co, I am doing great, my friend. I am so, so glad to hear that. And I'm so glad you're in you're in such high spirits knowing what your month of March involves. Bro, I am in high spirits no matter what. We out here living. We we out here. We true we truly be out Say here. Say what you want, but they really be out here. They really do be out here. CEO of being out here. See, yeah, I never have another meme to up you on that one. That's <laughs> always like the final meme. That's like rock, paper, scissors, and then you just pull out gun, and it's just like, oh, I'm the kid on the playground who just hasn't figured out that tornado beats gun. But for the month of March, the Adam hosts are going to be doing the One Punch Man Challenge. Yay! Woo! That didn't feel forced at all. Oh, I feel great about it, and I'm really in shape. You want you want to like not lie to the viewers? Oh boy, am I concerned. <laughs> oh boy, am I concerned for my well-being. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. At least you're honest now. I've never even punched a man before. Well, I've I've punched a man like I've given noogies. I've given I've given little, you know, two for flinching. I've called doorknob on a couple people. But I can't say I've punched a man in a fight. You know, I'm a I'm a black belt in Taekwondo, and the only times that I've ever punched somebody is like within the confines of like a sparring tournament or something like that. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to actually like full on as hard as I can punch someone. Well, I mean, and all that being said, I don't know if this is supposed to help us as far as that goes or eliminate our needs for punches even more than we already didn't need to punch. Well, I'm confused now, so I can I, only imagine well, what the I, listeners I, are feeling. <laughs> I fail to see the where the Knuckles training comes in here, if you know what I'm saying. Because the one punch man, and, and I feel like, man, I'm not learning how to punch. I think we need to talk about what is the one punch man challenge. So let's go ahead and give some context. The namesake of the one punch man challenge is based off of the TV show, One Punch Man. I haven't seen the show, so please do not... You know, get on my case if I don't get the words exactly right. I will be watching it this month in conjunction with the challenge. Uh, my goal is to finish the, the first two seasons, or the only two seasons, rather. But the main character, Saitama, Saitama, I don't know where the inflection Saitama, lies. Saitama, no doubt. Saitama, okay. Just for the sake of argument, I'm going to be saying it Saitama for the month until I learn otherwise. He, he wins all of his fights with one punch. That's kind of his whole spiel and the the way that it works there is this ancient teaching that everyone has a limit in terms of like you cannot physically grow stronger etc past this limit there has been ways of people breaking that limit and they become far more powerful than any person should be any rational reasonable person should be and saitama passed that limit by doing the One Punch Man Challenge, his namesake, and that is 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats, and 10-kilometer run every single day. Oof. I don't think there's a, a more apt word for this particular situation other than 
Oof. That is an oof. Um, almost by my calculations, upgraded to a yikes. You know, I would I would go as far I would go as far as to say this could possibly be the first ever instance recorded of a double yikes. Oh, we're in double yikes territory, huh? I mean, this is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more work, especially than dare I say I've ever done. So we've both played sports our entire life. We both played sports, and we both haven't done anything quite like this, right? Like, usually there's a lot of resting involved in sports, um, or there's a lot of training to the sport as opposed to overall general kind of training. And so this will definitely push us to our absolute limit, I, I imagine. I don't know if we'll be like Saitama and do a limit break or anything, but I definitely feel that it's going to be a physical challenge for sure, but I definitely feel that there's going to be some mental mental gymnastics as well. Yeah, usually with these kind of things, you work up to it. You start making little changes in your life before you really full send. We are doing not that. And that is concerning on many levels. Yeah, I this is not something that I would definitely advise anybody who hasn't done any sort of preparation for this. Uh, let us do this so you don't have to. Unless you're yeah. trained for it, please, please join us on this endeavor. Well, there's a part of me that is concerned, but there's also a part of me that thinks this is going to be the way of the best results because you don't want to see some fit dude getting more fit. You want to see some, I mean, what do you even call us, like post-college people? Yeah, I would say post-college people. Is that just kind of a generalization? I don't know. You decide, but seeing post-collegiate people doing, be, being fit, attaining fit, attaining fitness so you know even then like i would consider myself a fit person like i went to the gym you know last week and i was able to do a full upper body workout and i was able to crank out 10 miles on the bike you know so i i'm 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 fit enough to have like the endurance to do stuff like that but i don't think that i've quite acquired the mindset of the constant barrage that is what is about to happen So I will actually second that. I was thinking of a better way to word it as you were talking. We are both fit, however, comma, we are both not in shape, especially not in shape to be qualified for a task such as this in the sense of, well, like I just weighed in because I wanted to weigh in going into this challenge and I weigh in at 173, maybe a little less because I had stuff in my pockets. Um... I weighed in at 173, which is the exact, I mean, that's like what you want to be at, at my height. And so I'm definitely no shade to either of us. However, comma, I'm still, there's concern. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe even having less mass might hurt you in some of the non-cardio tasks in this. Yeah. How tall are you, by the way? I like to say I'm 5'11 on a good day. Okay. So what does that really entail? I am. I'm actually really close to five eleven. Okay, so I'd close enough that you were you were five eleven. On on my bare feet, probably a little bit closer to five ten. So probably five ten and a half. This is really splitting hairs over something that's important. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, this is like the most important thing. Like all the ladies are going to be listening to this, being like, "Oh man, if he's not five eleven, I can't hit him up." So yeah, I'm. I weighed in and I weighed in at one eighty one, and I'm five nine. So you know. 
and it's funny 181 is like whoa that's like probably on the heavier side but i actually since you know uh like a year and a half ago since a year and a half since like july of 2018 i'm actually down uh 56 of uh, 50 56 pounds yeah well yeah and you're like well that's good for two reasons one you're actually really close to what is the like because they, they give a range of like you should be between this and this um you're like right on it so you're really close and so this challenge might be what you need to put you in there but also i think you've been working on eating well and working out up to this point to where you probably have an edge over me going into this yeah i work out on a pretty consistent basis i try to go to the gym at least four times a week i'm not saying that i'm perfect and i do that all the time but that is my ideal goal and as far as eating goes i definitely have worked on my eating i mean diets almost all of how i lost my weight in the first place yeah see and i so that compares to me i recently and and i might say this in a little bit too but i recently started being more physically active um some of the things i do in in daily life i'm a generally more active person but that doesn't really constitute i don't think as working out like i think i live a healthy lifestyle i'm not convicted about my lifestyle but at the same time I don't work out regularly, <laughs> and so implementing a re- uh, regular workout regime will, um, it'll be an oof, especially this one. Yes, uh, I am inherently sedentary by nature. Um, I'm a programmer by trade, and so sitting sitting behind a desk, staring at a screen, screen all day, uh, barely moving, is 100% my nature, and that's why I, I have to go to the gym. It's like, if I don't, then I spent almost the day in its entirety sitting besides going out and walking my dogs see and when i'm when i'm sedentary because i edit videos as well even when i edit videos it's usually at something like a coffee shop so i'm not in any way tempted to eat a lot (laughs) in fact i drink things that uh you know repress my hunger if anything yeah the appetite suppressant of caffeine so yeah we're doing this for the the month of march right and today is Leap Day is February 29th. Happy Leap Day, Kyle. I'm, I'm so glad to be sharing this Leap Day with you. Thanks so much, man. Happy Leap Day to you, too. And it's going to be, I feel like March is going to entail a lot just based off of where I'm at in my job stuff and doing this challenge and NCAA March Madness. Literally all the things. It's literally just a month of March Madness. <laughs> I love how, you know, not to spoiler alert or anything, but you know, you're, you're traveling this month and you're going to be gone for a significant amount of this time and you still committed to this. And I love how that's not even the thing that you mentioned. What you mentioned is March Madness is on. <laughs> hey, I'm a basketball mind, man. What can I say? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's February 29th. It's sleep day. And we're doing all this in preparation for the month of March. So we chose this, this specific challenge because this is going to be something that is going to be incredibly difficult. Uh, I just came back from doing the cold showers with my previous co-host, Ty Maidens, and for the month of February, and it was definitely a hard thing to do. It was an active process. I thought it would be inherently a little more passive, but it became like an active thought. But I couldn't think of a better thing to follow up than the One Punch Man challenge. You know, there's, there's being a lot of media around it, 
a lot of people are making videos on it. There's so many videos about it right now, people doing like before and after and like showing how they're doing it and stuff like that. And, you know, that's something that I, I reached out to you and I was like, do you think that you could do this? And originally we had planned on doing something uh, a, a different, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but originally we planned on doing something a little bit different and much more tame. But this, I think, is going to really kick off the show on a on a really positive way. And Cody, on that, I will say, I believe your work ethic is unparalleled. This show could not happen without this kind of work ethic because who in their right mind takes cold showers for a month and says, that wasn't enough. I've got to do something that's going to be hell on earth for another month. Yeah, it's definitely... This is definitely going to be a rough one. But, you know, we talked about it a little bit and we keep talking about how bad it's going to be and how like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, this is going to be the end of, end of everything. And I definitely think it's going to be hard, but I definitely think we also need to qualify it a little bit because who I am as a person, I don't think, actually I will say for certain, I will not be able to do the 10K every day. Uh, my knees and my legs just aren't ready for that. And if I did that, I know for sure that would hurt myself. I would hurt my hamstrings. I would hurt my knees. I would hurt something. I don't, so I've got to be honest. I don't think we even covered at the start, like what, what we do in the One Punch Man. Like we talked about who One Punch Man, like where it came from. But so, so basically at this point, um, or basically the idea is to do, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and a 10-kilometer run every single day. And I, yes, that's frightening. Yes, that is ridiculous. Yes, I am concerned. Again, to restate. But uh, with that being said, we did talk about it beforehand, and we think 10 kilometers is just a little bit unreasonable, a little bit ridiculous. So both of us are going to, at least at the very first, not go to that extreme just because that takes up such a large portion of your day as well as so many other factors. So we are tiptoeing into it a bit, and you can call us out for that, but I want to encourage you to do a 10-kilometer first before calling out the 10-kilometer in your fellow man's eye. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I know for a fact that there is no way that I would be able to effectively push myself through 10 kilometers. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be pushing myself. There would be a lot of walking and a lot of it just not happening. And so if I'm going to do 10 kilometers, I will bike 10 kilometers. I will do the full 10 kilometer bike. But as far as running goes, I will start with maybe one mile or like I'll work my way up to that margin, but I don't know how fast I'm going to approach it within the 30-day time period. And, and um, how, how far, did you calculate how far 10 kilometers is in correspondence to miles? 6.2. So it's 6.2 miles. So we're talking about, I mean, I think that could be doable by the end of the month if we were really pushing ourselves for the, the miles. So maybe we keep track of that. But I I mean, you're talking about what's an average six mile time that's that's at least like half an hour a day of just running and that's like a good pace i think that's not including the push-ups the sit-ups and the squats exactly so you're already dead from 
everything else and you're adding on a six mile run to that it that's just that's crazy mm-hmm. and not only that you know we are both working people that's not something that we can just happen to squeeze in every single day and maybe this is the first point in the show where we bring up a resource that one of us used because I, one of the resources that I stumbled across, someone who actually did it, his story was that he started with 25 of each of the things a day and a mile. And by the end of, I think it was two months it took him, I could be wrong, it might just be a month, but at the end of that time was when he was finally up because he went incrementally. And so the fact that we're even going into this with the intention of doing a hundred every single day of each of those is already, I think, a, a pretty big leap. I'm doing a lot of just I'm doing a lot of justification here, but I hope it's understandable to the people listening. I think everybody who's listening to this right now is going to understand that this is going to be a huge undertaking. I don't think the average person hears the One Punch Man challenge and what the specs are and says, I'll do that for a month. That's that's something that's just you know, that's just, that's not a thing. But hey, the internet's going to internet. There's going to be some haters. It's okay. We'll take it. We can take it. So yeah, I want to go a little bit, a little bit back into the, uh, the, the challenge itself and like the, the origin of the source. I thought that it was really interesting that the Saitama, the, the main character of the One Punch Man TV show, uh, and also comic book, right? It was originally a comic book that was made in, I believe, 2009. And then it was made into a TV show in 2015, I believe, or maybe 2016. I don't know the exact specs of that, but it was adapted into an anime uh, a little bit afterwards. But I, I bring up all that to say that the, the the most interesting thing about this is the main character broke his limit by doing this. And what he did is he would do the push-ups, the sit-ups, the squats, and the 10K all at once with no breaks, and if any you know creatures crossed his path and wanted to engage in battle, he would do it. And so he did the most vigorous and most exhausting version of this that anybody could possibly do. And what it did is it broke his limit. And I think that's supposed to be more metaphorical, like that humans are supposed to be able to do that, like uh, that we're supposed to be like, oh, I need to break my limit. But I don't think anybody's actually supposed to like actually go out and do this because I don't think that's just feasible for the average person. But I'm I'm going to get a little deep here for a second. But I'm wondering if this is going to break my limits in terms of what I thought I would be personally capable of. I said I, I think that's the idea of it being a challenge and not an actual workout. <clears throat> because I, I think it's something you're meant to do for a short period a short spurt of time in your life to really push yourself and to see if you can do something like that thus the idea of it being a challenge but it falls short when you actually expect yourself to do it like regularly i think the idea of us removing removing the possibility of us not doing it is going to hopefully make it easier you know that's something that i learned from cold showers was the idea of removing the choice in the matter and just saying, well, I have to do this every single day. Hopefully that will make it a little bit easier and I'm not going to dread it as much. I'm definitely starting to feel myself be like, oh man, this starts tomorrow. I don't think I'm quite mentally prepared for it. Well, and I I know myself well enough to know that in the first week, I want to be like, man, I don't want to 
sucker out of it. I want to do like the full experience and everything. And I feel like that would last about a week, but I'm really anticipating the second week. Well, maybe I'm being ambitious even with that. Maybe as early as the second day. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, the more you go into it, like every day is going to be harder than the last. That's that's kind of what I'm anticipating because I don't think this is something that habitually is supposed to set in. I think it's a challenge every single day for a month. The quote from Bojack Horseman that I think is incredibly relevant here is, it gets easier. Every day it gets a little easier, but you got to do it every day. That's the hard part, but it does get easier. Yeah, and in the context of Bojack, it never seemed to get easier for Bojack. <laughs> It's like in reference to him like wanting to go work out and go for a run or something. It, it was. He was trying to work out to get off of drugs. We're not doing it to get off of drugs, I might say, <laughs> with that note. But um, yes. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the qualification there. All right. So you sent me a couple links. Is there anything that you want to talk about from those? I I could also send you a third. I'll try to find the third that I brought up just a little bit ago of the person that actually went through it i think he was one of the first ones to do it maybe spark the challenge i'm, I'm not I, I did kind of a skim of that one that's why i didn't send that one but i have two others and they i took something from each of them the first one that i sent you i think is the first one that pops up and it was very informative and uh it, it is a blog so take it with a grain but at the same time what it was talking about is that the idea is actually pretty solid. So it gives you a, it hits all of your major muscle groups, which is kind of wild. The The other resource that I sent you, so the men's health one actually confirmed a concern that I had. So this this will go under my concerns as well. The men's health article was talking about a person that did the challenge and he realized that doing it seven days a week, it was actually doing nothing for him because his muscles couldn't, they didn't have time to rest and recuperate and to really kind of, I guess you could use the analogy of it didn't have the time to take in the information that he was feeding it through the workout. And so what he did going, what he said at the very end of that article, if you read it, is that if he could try to implement it as a workout routine, what he would do is get a gym membership for about 10 bucks a month, go go in five days a week and do it, and then give two days off. And so I, I, I hate to be a bearer of concern here with this one resource, but it did confirm kind of what I was thinking coming into it in that I don't, I'm not, I'm not positive that we're going to see big muscle growth or anything like that because... I think we're going to be burning everything off at too fast a rate. That's kind of what both of the resources I read up on that I sent you told me. Yeah, and I don't think we're necessarily doing this because we're wanting to get big or wanting to get that much more extra fit. Speak the for yourself. <laughs> okay, I well, want to be jacked by the end of this. Okay. I want to be able to punch someone once. <laughs> okay, even if you're never going to use it, you just want to be able to. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, for me, at least, it's more like, can I unlock the part of my brain that allows full body control, mind over matter, and pushing past all sorts of pain and not wanting to, and self-doubt? 
So, so this is almost like an integrity builder for you. Yeah, you know, playing football collegiately and playing football high school and playing football in middle school and playing football as a peewee league, something that was always a big part of that was I had incredible self-discipline when it came to workout. I, I could hold a plank as long as a coach was staring at me holding a whistle in his mouth. I knew that that was something that I could do. And having, you know, not, I didn't finish out my college career playing football. And I feel like I might have lost some of that. And I'm wondering if this will guide my discipline into a new realm above that. I could see that. And I mean, I'd, I'd really like to build discipline in whatever ways I can. And I think, do you want me to state like my goal going into it too, as well at this point, maybe? Yeah, please do. Please do. I think the goal on the outside is is really, I mean, I'd be lying if I, I was obviously making a joke earlier when I was talking about wanting to get jacked with it or anything. I, I don't, I would go about it a different way if, if that was the goal. But no, I, I'm past the point where I'm trying to be jacked. I do think though that I do want to see some, some physical, maybe more definition, maybe more toned, anything to give my late 20s Kyle an edge to stay in shape because it's a lot easier to keep it than it is to try to get it back. And I'd say the the first thing that I'd want from it really is just that challenge aspect, just because I really honestly do have a lot going on this month. And I think it'd be cool to see if I can implement regularly a workout thing because I've been wanting to implement a workout habit for a while. And I think that through building I think that through having this accountability with you in this podcast on this commitment, I think it's going to help me in whatever a workout is going forward, if that makes sense. So like, it's going to be a lot easier for me to go from the one punch man challenge to a smaller workout than it is for me to go from a smaller workout to the one punch man challenge and back. I think. No, absolutely. I think using this as a sort of Kickstarter, like you know that this isn't the most healthy thing to do. You know that this isn't the thing that most people should do in this case, but using it as a Kickstarter and saying, I've already done the most. I've already done the absolute worst thing that I could have done. Now let's do it right. I think that would be an incredible way to dive head first into a new uh, workout plan. I think I really like what you're doing there. And also, something that you just said threw a little thought into my brain. When creating Adam, one of the things that popped into my brain was I love the idea of monthly challenges. Like there's a lot of people who do it all over the internet. And I couldn't quite figure out why that idea just stuck in my brain so much. And it was like, you have to create this. And, you know, you graduate from college and, you know, there's no more schooling unless you go and get your graduate degree or your PhD or any other um, higher higher education than that. But for the most people, either high school or college is, is the stopping point. And after that, the only challenges that you have are life challenges, right? Like you have the challenge of getting a job and then keeping a job and promoting a job. You have the challenge of finding a mate, starting a family, maintaining the family, right? You have, you, you've been born keeping yourself alive and living your life, right? And so I feel like this is, there is an inherent desire to challenge yourself to go even further. You know, I, I think that's something that is just a little bit lacking. Because, you know, you were even saying yourself, you wanted, you wanted a challenge that's going to push you. And 
it's hard to just push yourself and say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick to it. You know, that's why diets fail. That's why New Year's resolutions fail, because there's something that's just self-accountable that, oh, this is going to change and I'm just going to do it. That's just not super easy. You know, there's something that you said that struck me in a way that I didn't even think about going into this. You know, whenever I started Adam, one of the things that stuck with me was the idea of monthly challenges or people challenges that people would give themselves and they would record it and they would like be their own accountability partner, um, sharing it with the world or sharing it with a friend. And I just could not get that idea out of my brain. It's something that I felt so passionately about is I have to get this out of my brain and I have to manifest it. And so, you know, in, in life, you know, you graduate high school or you graduate college, you know, most people stop there. But after that, what challenges are there left that exist? And I'm not downplaying the challenges of life, right? But there's the challenges of finding a job, getting a job, getting a job, keeping a job, and then promoting a new job. And then when it comes to families, there's the idea of, you know, finding your family, your significant other, uh, starting your family, and then maintaining your family or growing your family. And then there's the idea of personal growth, right? There's you're born into the world, you got to keep yourself alive, and you got to make yourself a better person. But all those things are just an inherent part of our beings. And I feel like the the idea of pushing yourself and challenging yourself kind of goes away past the idea of like sports or competition. And I, you kind of said that and it kind of struck me a little bit because I, I love the challenge of things. And sometimes I just don't feel fully challenged, right? Like sometimes as a programmer, I, what I do is I solve problems and that's incredibly fulfilling to me, but that feels almost like a work challenge. Right, it doesn't feel like a me challenge. I don't feel like my my person is getting the fulfillment that it needs to. The competitive side of me wants to beat the old version of me. And so that's what I really like moving forward is the idea of beating that version of that old me. Yeah, and, and it it's doing it in such a way that allows for you know, an accountability buddy, you know, like in, in, in this instance, you are my accountability buddy. Like, cause I know that if I don't do this, it's not that I'm letting myself down, which is easier to do than letting somebody else down because I made a promise to you that I am going to do this. And I think a, that makes it easier in a way because I can't tempt myself and have my brain trick me into saying, Oh, I cannot do it this one time. But also it's going to make it that much more fulfilling when it's done because it is a challenge that has been completed. So I think, I think without a doubt, like the only times that I've been able to sustain something like a workout thing is with accountability attached to it. Cause it's just the kind of thing that you can give up on a whim. But when you have something like this put in place, it's a lot easier to set it in motion. And thus being one of my hopes that it'll be something that I can sustain beyond the challenge, if, if that makes sense. And I, I think, I think you can take that, like that statement too, too far in some realms. Like you can say, if I don't push myself, am I really trying? Or if I don't, you know, break my limits in this way, was it really 
enough because I think <laughs> I think it's a slippery slope sometimes when when it ends up being something that you require of yourself but when it is something that's in this sort of realm I think that's what makes it so interesting is because it's a new way to push yourself would it be too much to say it's one that's almost not demanded or expected of you but one that you want out of almost I I think when you do it for that purpose of saying what are my limits and how far can I step past them I think it actually ends up being a character building thing and that that's kind of what you were talking about and and so in a way I it almost could end up building your character this is going so far outside yourself in almost any way it's pushing further than what your mind says you can do pushing further than what your body says you can do and anytime you break those sort of comfortable barriers about who you think you are and who you've self-defined I think that's definitely character building All right, so we've kind of talked about the research. We've kind of talked about our personal opinions on the challenge and the idea as a whole. Let's talk about the practice of the challenge, like putting it into motion. How are you going to fit this into your schedule? Like on the day of the life of Kyle Inman, how does this go into your schedule? Well, I... First of all, I'm giving myself plenty of room to adjust. Like, I not to say that I plan on falling short on any of the days. Um, well, because I have that accountability and everything like that. So it's not to say that, but it's to say that I, I plan on... Well, I'll just say bluntly. Like, at first, I plan on doing 50 of all the things in the morning. And then as I get closer to bedtime doing a mile run at a local park and then coming back and doing my last 50 of all the things before bed. And that's because it's anchored to a habit I already have going as I wake up and before bed. Um, so I think that'll help already set in the habit of it. I am concerned because that's a lot of push-ups, sit-ups, and squats for one time frame, but it it sounds attainable and I'm actually kind of excited to test it out because I, again, it's that challenge aspect that I, I'm really kind of looking forward to tomorrow to see like, okay, how will this go? Not only that, I think it's going to get me out of bed and uh, in motion a lot quicker. I think it's going to get my blood pumping. I'm going to be a lot less cold in my house as I wake up. I, I like the idea of trying to do the 50s and things at the very start of the day because that leaves me room to where, oh crap, I ran out of time in the morning. Now I can do it something like midday. And the ones in the evening is like a, a pretty sure thing. So, or if I foresee my evenings going really long on certain nights, which they might, but I can usually see that coming and I can get it done earlier as opposed to wait until the last minute. That That's my, that's the idea. Now, I, and I've told you this before, just as a general life rule, I tend to make outlines and not plans. I'm a very go with the flow guy, but I'm also, that doesn't mean things slip through my fingers. It just means that some days it's going to look different than others. I really like that you've already kind of said, this is your goal and not like what you're going to do. Because I feel like with this, especially where we're starting, it's going to be incredibly difficult just to say, oh, this is what I'm doing the entire time. Right, and I like how you've already broke it up into sections to allow yourself to do it. Because I don't think jumping into it and doing 100 of everything all at once and then running the mile right afterwards, just like, you know, Saitama does, I don't think that's feasible. If you fail too, 
by doing the thing that you think you thought was going to last the whole time. And if you were set in that so, so sternly and unmovingly, then you're really kind of broken if you mess up. And so I am fighting that by allowing myself to quote unquote mess up. And when I fall through in that way, I can still pick it back up. All right. So what my plan is to do is uh, something pretty similar for the first little bit. I think I'm going to wake up and do 25 of each and then on my lunch break at work, I think I'm going to do hit, try to hit 50 of each. And then a little bit later, I start my day much earlier in the day. So my, my work day is moved up three hours and I start at three hours earlier. Uh, and so by around three o'clock when I'm done with work and my brain's kind of fried and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm like, Oh, I need, I need a break. I think that's what I'm going to crank out the rest of it. And I'm going to go for the run or I'm going to go for that bike ride for the full 10 K. So very similar to yours, but it's going to be depending on the day and my workload. And like, like for example, on Monday, I'm having lunch with a friend. And so that's not going to be feasible for me on my lunch break, really get all 50 in of everything. And so it'll have to be after work, I'll grab the rest of the 75, or maybe I'll do what you do and do it all in the evening and then hit 25 then and then hit the 50 and the mile afterwards. But it'll just be very depending on the day question too with that is is it calculable it has to be in some way calculable how how many miles for a for how many miles biking is equivalent to how many miles running does that make sense like i know you go the same distance all right that that's i get that that sounds stupid no okay i get what you're saying what you're asking is like the amount of like perceived effort involved uh, a quick Google search turns up something from blog.johnsonfitness.com. So I, I take everything with a grain of salt. The general rule of thumb is a one to three one run to bike ratio, meaning one mile of running at a moderate effort equals three miles of cycling at the same effort. Will you? So that being said, Cody, would you bike 18 miles, do you think? <laughs> biking biking 10 miles so it takes me about 30 minutes to bike 10 miles so we're talking about almost an hour on the bike and that i don't have time i don't have time to do that's that about how long it would that's about how long it would take you though to um to run a, a 10k i think well okay not an hour not an hour sorry that was being that was being rude not not an hour but Somewhere in between, like half an hour to an hour, because that—that's how long it would take me too. I, I, I think my average pace right now is probably about eight, eight and a half minutes, and so you multiply that by six, and yeah, you're looking at roughly, roughly under an hour. Personally, I could not imagine doing a 10k every day in the shape that I'm currently in. I'm not a runner by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a sprinter and very short distance. And it's also not like, it's not necessarily a healthy thing to run that much unless you're training for something specifically. Um, like, it's not like it's a required thing to even run, even say a mile a day. It's, it's not even a required thing. Like, you can, as long as you're doing a good amount of physical activity to burn off the amount of calories you intake, like... You know what I mean? It's not It's not like you need to feel bad about not being able to run a 10K a day. But mm. for the sake of the challenge, maybe by the end of the month we can, we can do it for like three consecutive days. Who knows? 
That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, because we are just not in places to be able to take on the full One Punch Man. And who knows? Maybe it, maybe in a year we revisit this. In March of 2021, we do One Punch Man revisited full version. LOL. I doubt that I'll be in better shape at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you said you said this is a kickoff point for you, so we'll see. Yeah, it'll be for a much lower tiered workout to where I can just maintain myself. Not prepare for One Punch Man 2.0. We'll see. We'll see. I'll put it on the docket. I tend to. I'll. I'll pencil it in for March of 2021. We'll jump that hurdle when we get to it. There you go. Last transition. We we both kind of said that this doesn't have any significant meaning to us. It's just the the challenge that we kind of crave and and really really push ourselves because this is going to be difficult. This is just. There's really no other way around it. This is going to be a very hard thing to do. So that being said, let's arrow scale it here. So those who are unfamiliar, the arrow scale is something that we created here on Adam that stands for accessibility, excitedness, reservations, and outcome based on the challenge. And we review it at before the challenge begins, halfway through the challenge, and then at the end of the challenge. So it's all predicted in the midst of and retrospective. So right off the bat, accessibility, what do you give it? Accessibility, I give it a two personally, because I think you have to be in general shape, I think, to take the first steps into this challenge for obvious reasons. I think you could tiptoe into it and do it incrementally, and you can make that argument, but definitely a two for me on that one, if not a one. I gave it a three, and then once I did some more research and kind of like thought about how I would personally fit it into my routine, I docked it one. This is not going to be something that is easily just incorporated into my routine. It's not a replacement of. Like, it's not, I'm not turning my shower from hot to cold. Or I'm not just taking my food and then eating a different kind of it. Or I'm not just, you know, being more intentional with certain actions. This is adding a new thing to do every single day that is a little bit longer and is going to be hard. 100% uh excitedness i'm i would say can can you give half ratings i'm such a half guy no to be in the middle zero to five there's six numbers you're really forcing my hand here host Mm. um i know i'm not letting decimals i'm such a horrible person (laughs) well in that case (laughs) 3.141595 in all honesty probably pi but okay fine i'll go with a three um Because I think on one hand, I'm excited to try it out, and I'm excited to get it going. And like I was telling you before, I even want to, like if it was a one-time event, I'd want to be like, I'll try to run six miles tomorrow, uh, and I'll set out that amount of time somehow. But I'd say I'm not excited, (laughs) and to some extent, because March is just a crazy month in general. I'm going on a big trip. There's a lot of stuff happening. Even tomorrow, the very first day, I would have had to have gotten up at 7 regardless, and now this is going to make me have to get up at like 6.30. So my mornings are going to get earlier. I feel like sometimes I'll slack off and my evenings are going to be later. I think that potentially it could get really, really tough. I expect it full well to get very, very tough. So I am I'm halfway excited. Three. I had a really hard time deciding between a three and a four. 
I wanted to lean four, except for the fact that I was like, I don't think I'm that excited for it. I'm more feeling nervousness excited as opposed to like happiness excited, if that makes sense. It's kind of like whenever you know that you have to wake up early for a trip or like a very important interview and it's like the nervous exciting. It's like, oh, tomorrow's gonna be the first day that I work out in a long time or tomorrow I'm doing this. It almost feels like that as opposed to giddy. Crazy enough, I felt that feeling as you were describing it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I'm glad you know exactly what I mean. I hadn't felt it, but then you said it, and I, was, I felt my tummy kind of turn a little bit, and I was mm-hmm. like, oof. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not a bad feeling. It's just like, it's nerves, but good nerves? Does that make sense? You can definitely feel like you're throwing yourself into something that's not natural. Yes, absolutely. I think that's probably one of the best ways to describe it. It's like, it's tangible feeling. Right. But you're also excited to try something different. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so we are two for two on numbers. Reservations. Okay, I'm going to go four. Because I think... Because I'm not fully reserved. I obviously said yes. But again, just with this being the month that we're doing it, I think I have more reservations than I would in another month. But with that mindset, the thing that sent me over the edge to say yes for it well, it's one, because I, I love you, my man. But also, the, the main reason why I said yes to it was because I can make that excuse about a lot of months, uh, just depending on the way that I look at it. And so I didn't want my reservation to be something that became an excuse of sorts. So I, I think this kind of thing, you really just kind of got to jump into it. Yes. And for that reason, I also gave it a four. I think it's equivalent to on a day that's like 72, 73 degrees outside. So it's like borderline hot, but kind of that happy medium. And then you and your friends kind of want to try out swimming, which I don't know why they would on this day in particular. But let's just let's just play with that thought. You know that since it's 70 degrees outside, it's going to be pretty darn cold in the water because you want the water to be like around 70 degrees. And so you stand on the diving board and you're looking down into it like, do I really want to do this? (laughs) And you have reservations, but at the end of the day, your friends are in there beckoning you in and you're like, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm on my toes and hands doing push-ups, and I'm like, Kyle, Kyle, come do push-ups, Kyle. Cody is beckoning me to do this (laughs) dreadful thing. Hey, you agreed. You agreed. I signed the terms and conditions. I gave it a four for similar reasons. However, one of my other apprehensions that played arguably a more important role in my decision making on giving this value is I hope that I'm prepared enough. That's really the biggest thing. Like, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to do anything like that. I hope that the work that I have done up to this point has prepared me to successfully complete this challenge with minimal hiccups. So that is a really good point, and I'm so glad you said something because I have two two things that I was really excited to bring forth on this particular day. Um, some of my reservations, two of my reservations include, I did 20 push-ups, or well, not 20 push-ups, 20 of each thing just a little bit ago. I ran the gauntlet, and after 20, I was already heavily breathing, and <laughs> I felt like my chest was ripping a little bit. So... If that tells you what shape I'm in going into this, ooh-wee, 
is all I got to say about that. Oh, an, an added point on that. At my last Frisbee Friday, so if you check your calendar, that's yesterday. Um, I, and I'm not kidding, I straight up dislocated my shoulder and it came back in. So I'm quite sore. Um, I made sure the reason I ran the gauntlet earlier was to make sure I could do push-ups. Um, so I might also be having a slight reservation. I might be at a 4.5, but those aren't allowed. I might be at a 4.5 because I'm afraid of injury. Um, <laughs> you make it sound like I'm a dictator, like, no decimals. <laughs> decimals are not allowed around these parts. Whole numbers only. So, last note. Last note here. The O and arrow outcome. Well, I'm quite the stellar athlete. So I would say five out of five, no doubt, no joke. Except there is a joke, and I don't think it'll go five out of five. I think I'll definitely have some struggles. I'm going to go with a three because I like to shoot for the middle if you can't tell by the decimals trying to be added in there. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a solid three because I have no expectations. I'm going full send, but at the same time, I'm a human man in my 20s. And I I expect here at the start, just going into it, I expect to lose probably about 10 pounds through it again that's not it's not like i'm expecting myself to like do that out of some sort of obligation or like oh i need to be so much more fit because i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with where i'm at but i do expect to lose probably about 10 pounds and maybe have a little bit more definition in my core at least i mean i expect to be thoroughly pushed to my limits in in a lot of cases and i expect me to at least I'll set an expectation of I believe that I will have at least five times where it gets to the end of the night and I have to do all a hundred in the mile run. But I'll guess at least five times. I wish that weren't such an accurate depiction that hit home with me. (laughs) Did that give more butterflies? Yeah, I, I just I felt that one on a spiritual level. Like, it's the end of the night, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, it's going to be a big oof. Yeah, maybe a yikes times two. A yikes and a half, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yikes, not yikes two. There's no way. There's no way. But yikes no and way. a half? Yeah, yikes and a half is possible. Other tragedies are going on in the world that deserve a double yikes. This one's just, you know, halfway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. that was silly of me to even go there. yeah now when you upgrade to a triple yikes that's when we're borderline crazy talk yeah yeah no we're not even we're not we're not that's that's yeah no 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 no, no. we're not even out of the alpha okay so are there any final thoughts that you have right now before beginning the challenge anything that you want on record i can't think of a better way to leave it off than to say the way that Dietrich Bonhoeffer summed up the message of Jesus himself was that he sends an invite to come and die. And I feel like you are modeling Jesus <laughs> and saying, come and die. But in a much more physical, well, in a much different sense. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? I thought of that like five minutes ago. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So I I think I'm ready to come and die with you, my friend. 
All right, I'm. I there's no one else that I'd I'd go in walking the the valley of shadow of death with. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. Alrighty, well we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, Kyle, I'll talk to you about this in two weeks, and uh, and everyone else, I'll see you in thirty seconds. I'm excited, man. This will be like a time capsule. Hey, welcome back after that short break. Um, short for you, but 14 days for Kyle and I. And I'm so glad to present to you this special little half-part episode here where I have guest co-host Kyle Inman live in the studio today. How are you doing, Kyle? Boy, oh boy, I'm doing grand. I am in a bigger city than I was the first time. Um, yeah, much, much bigger by... Probably about a million or so people. <laughs> oh, give or take a few. So we've been doing the One Punch Man Challenge for 14 days now. Any words? More like any last words, because I feel like I'm going to die at times. However, comma. Yeah, my feelings toward it are very mixed. <laughs> I, that's, that's fair. This is definitely one of those... Um, this is definitely one of those challenges that it's about as hard as I expected, but in so many different ways than I could have imagined. Yeah, let's 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 just let's follow the scale. Let's follow the pattern here. Let's not divulge all of our secrets at once. I was about to say, and I've got a few things coming up that might actually be surprising given the thing that I just said. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so thoughts on the challenge thus far is next, but I'd actually like to circle back around that. I would like to paint the picture before we give our secondary impressions. Like from the early part of the challenges. Before before we even began, mm-hmm. let's let's kind of do a little bit of reflection, right? We, I, I mean, both you and I were very apprehensive. We talked about some excitement, you know, seeing where we are. And I think if I might speak on both of our behalves, I think the thing that was most, I think the overall theme was that we're excited to do it, but not because of what's going to happen, but because how we're going to feel at the end of the month. Like we're, we're conquering Mount Everest of sorts here. And I think that reigns true, at least for me. I am enjoying it to the extent that I'm working towards something, but I wake up every day knowing that I'm going to have to do this, and I sigh a little bit. (laughs) It's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Like, I woke up on the first day like, oh yeah, let's do this. And now, day 14, you know, uh, this morning I woke up and I was like, I'm achy again. I don't, I'm not not super... (laughs) Not super wanting to go for that run. So I say that to say, I think my initial impression as as far as what I thought I was going to feel has so far held true, at least in a sense. What about you? Okay, so I assume you don't want me to take you through the full journey because the full journey is windy and I feel like we'll get to some of those kind of things in, in a little bit. So I'll just say like at first, oh my gosh, I I always underestimate, I think, the pain of working out again after not working out for a while and wow talk about jumping into the fire i was hurting so bad after the first little bit so i almost underestimated i think out of excitement to start the challenge how much pain i would be in after just one day that soreness the the doms the delayed onset muscle soreness came and smacked me like a ton of bricks i felt I, I didn't, so, you know, we both played sports. It's been so long since I've actually done any push-ups. Most of the workouts that I do are involving weights or machines. 
I forgot all the muscles that go into doing a correct push-up. That my back was sore, like my forearms were sore, like holding me up and stuff. You know, we've done 1,400 push-ups so far. That's quite substantial, you know. That's not something that the normal person does. And so my my chest, my, my lower chest, my upper chest, my like my arms, my shoulders hurt a little bit from just like, you know, holding myself up. Because I, I, I work these muscles, but not in this way or this hard. And that I got smacked like a ton of bricks. Squats, same thing. Sit-ups, same thing. Bro, I... <laughs> I it hadn't sunk in that we had done fourteen hundred push ups. That's just kinda weird. I mean, I know it's over the span of fourteen days, but at the same time it's like, dang, that's still that's a lot of anything, I think, over fourteen days. And yeah, I would say I, I remember texting Cody early on because we've been maintaining communication throughout this challenge. And I think <laughs> I would say like the push ups are killing me, but then as soon as we, you know, moaned and groaned about the push-ups, I'd be like, well, I don't know. The squats have taken me aback. Oh, I don't know. But the sit-ups are really, you know, and so it was like thing after thing. I was like, no, this whole thing just just hurts really bad. I'd say the push-ups I least look forward to, though, I have to say. It's funny that you say that because I feel the exact same thing. I always, I, I, I think, I say I'm going to the push-ups first. And then I, I do a rotation. I'm like, okay, I'll do push-ups and then squats and then sit-ups because sit-ups are the easiest and then squats are the second and then push-ups are the hardest. But then after I do like one round through, I'm like, oh man, squats are next. Those are getting really hard. And then, oh man, sit-ups are next. Oh man, push-ups are next. And it's like every time there's something that's next that's going to be harder, I'm like, that's the hardest thing by far. That's yeah. easily the hardest part. And then I finish and I'm like, that was all hard. None of that was like, oh, that's that's going to be the easiest part. No, that they're, they're all just as hard as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I, I think the easiest for me, I, I can pretty confidently say that sit-ups have been the easiest. Sit-ups are like the break in the action for me because I get to lay down and I get to take a little, I mean, and, and my tummy sloshes around a little bit, you know, like whatever water you drink like as you sit up so that's kind of annoying but that's honestly like outside of your abs getting a little bit sore it's that pain moved on a lot quicker for me like the the other things are just like even the squats like my legs I was not prepared for my legs to get sore because my legs are pretty toned but I my legs were killing me and now even it, it sounds so bad to say, I don't need to feel bad saying it because we've literally been running over a mile a day, but I like, I get winded doing the squats like because I want to get them done with so fast and it's a lot of physical movement and I'll just be like, <sighs> <sighs> yes, I, I always think whenever I, whenever I do the squats, um, say I'll do 25 at a time. That's, that's about what I'm at too now, 25 at a time. Sometimes I'll push 30, sometimes I'm a little sore and I go down to 20 at a time. But whenever I do it, I, 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 I'm I surprised at how winded I am every single time. Like you think by now I get used to it, like, oh, 25, I'm, my, my, my thighs are screaming and it's like, oh, I need to take a breath now, right? But I, I am still, I am still just astounded about how tired and exhausting the squats are. <laughs> The squats are the most improved player, I think, of the time. Like, you know, it's most improved. Yeah. Or, well, most deproved. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a word, but... Uh, okay, anyway, but 
I think it's really interesting and funny that we both ended up doing 25 at a time because I do 25 at a time too. It started out as this thing where we're like, we had a plan, like mm-hmm. 2020, you know, we can do five sets of 20. That sounds easy. But in the end, you just want to get them done faster. Yep. And so at the top, at the first of the morning, I'm like, please God, let me, let me be able to do 30 here off the bat. So I only have to do 20 <laughs> at the end of the day. So, <laughs> and it's always just a push to see if I can get 30. And a lot of times I, I don't, and I still do sets of 25. Yeah, so let's kind of talk about that because you were saying how you do sets of 25 throughout the day. That's what I did at first, but then I kind of realized I wanted to give myself a little more of a challenge and I do all three sets of 100 at once. I do rotations of 25 though. So I'll do 25 squats, 25 push-ups, 25 sit-ups, and then restart over and then restart over. And then as soon as I'm done, I immediately go for my run interesting okay yeah i didn't i didn't expect to do it that way i expected to do it throughout the day and for the first week and a half it really has been like the past three days that i started doing that but there's something that feels really good about getting it all done at once because after after i'm done with that i'm exhausted like it's hard to run but i go and i'm like okay well now it's time to run two miles spoiler alert we're running more and way more now than we were at the beginning but i'm like okay now it's time to go run the two miles okay so mine has gone the other way that that prophecy that I threw out there at the first recording about like I predict at least five times where I'll get to the end of the day and still have to do a hundred that's that's happened I think two or three times it's just been over the last couple days I think this mid-month slump is like really hitting well not just that but over the course of this trip it's just made it to the end of the day and I, I found myself needing to do that and so my method in that time has been I'll push I'll grind out 25 i'll grind out 50 of each and then my run is like a break in the action so that Mm -hmm. my muscles can rest and and so that mainly my upper body so that my arms can rest for the push-ups i have to do afterwards and then it's still tough afterwards and you just grunt it out and 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 break it up into sections but yeah that's kind of that's kind of the the method that i've been taking the run is almost the break in the action no matter how long it is and i go back down and finish off my my other stuff and it's all been in one setting the past few days it feels feel bad for me honestly i i hate that <laughs> i did that at first um i saved my sit-ups until i did most of my sit-ups and then because i knew that was the thing that i could knock out the quickest i saved my sit-ups until after my run or at least 50 sit-ups or so and then i would come back and then i would just do that but i found that if i do it all at once and then i go run and I come back and I take like a nice refreshing cold shower as relax for the rest of the day and don't worry about anything else. I love it so much more. It's so much easier to maintain. I look forward to the shower after I'm done. And so I, I you know, I, I, I still, I still maintain maintaining cold showers. I like I, how you threw in there casually that you still do a cold shower. Afterwards. So that wasn't my intention to say like, oh, huh. I still do cold showers. Go listen to the first episode. Yes, yes. Listen to episode one and two of the (laughs) podcast. No, but really, I still do. And especially after a run, after I'm like super exhausted, it just feels really good. And I look forward to that feeling afterwards because it's such a buildup and then it's such a sense of relief afterwards that it's like, oh yeah, I really enjoy this. So I think doing that for me personally has made the entire experience just more enjoyable. I think that I've finally found a sort of routine. 
Uh, not that this is not something I'm going to fit into my routine forever. I don't <laughs> think that this is going to be super maintainable long term. I think maybe a variation of it, but not every day like this. I can feel the routine starting to happen, but I know that hasn't happened for you because things have been pretty busy. That Go ahead. So you, I think you'll actually be shocked. I think this is the point where I, I can take you through um, kind of some of the days. So, and, and some days I would skip and things like that. Like I've, I've jotted down about five days and it was mainly at the start because I knew that it'd be more on my tongue so that I could kind of say how I've been feeling for the last part. Cause there've been stretches where I feel the same mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And, and the trip, especially you just get less time to kind of think about it afterwards. But so it started out and at the end of day one, my tailbone was already sore. Like I was already dreading doing sit-ups by the end of it. I was already sore all over going to bed that night. Um, I was coughing up a storm from just running a mile. I was coughing like crazy. And I, and I put at this note, I want to plug the podcast right off the bat. Seriously, follow Cody on Twitter and do these challenges alongside us if at all possible, because it creates this community of accountability uh, like this, this great cloud of witnesses type thing. And it adds a level of like possibility to the uncomfortable things that we're doing. And in other words, after that first initial hurt going to bed, I would have been like, yeah, I think I'm good for a month. I think, I, I think <laughs> next month we'll try again. Abs- oh, I could not agree more. I felt that so many times. I'm like, you know, if I really don't send proof that I worked out to Kyle today, is he really going to notice? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And well, and that was the check of integrity for me. Like I wanted to be able to be on here and to like truthfully say I did it all and I can, uh, even though like the technicalities of it, like I would finish up at around, you know, 12, 15, 12, 30 some nights just because I couldn't fit it in before that. And yes, you can be disappointed in me at that. That's fine. I'll, I'll take that. Kyle, you failed yeah. the challenge. You Oof. failed. Oof. <laughs> but my push-ups carried over from the day before, so maybe I or my, my things carried over from the day before that I also did it at twelve, so maybe maybe that works like that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll let the viewers decide. <laughs> uh, okay, so just super quick track through my other days. I ran a slower pace. I was super frustrated with my run after like the first three or four days. Like I was just upset. And I was not looking forward to running. I was incredibly sore. I was still coughing up a run. And especially the second day, I was so sore from the day before, and I I ran for as far as I could, and I couldn't even make it a mile, which is really disappointing because I've always been able to run at least a mile. Yeah, so day two, I couldn't make it a mile, and I got frustrated, and I took a little break because I had to charge my phone anyway, and I just, I tried to set a pace from that day, and, and so from following a pace that was definitely a lot slower than what I usually do, I was able to build up from there. And man, I, I'm coming back to approaching my old times, but that's that's besides the point. Okay, there were a couple of the days where it felt especially impossible because I had my active work schedule with Amazon, like getting up and out of my car consistently and like my legs just burning with it. And like, there was just such so much desire to quit. Like I wanted to just quit my whole day and just rest. And then... Uh, come and and here's where we start to uh I, I literally ended one of my days with saying this is going to be rough <laughs> and uh come to day five and this is kind of the culmination of what we ended up getting to uh, this is the culmination so this is where where i've been like the past little while i think i woke up on day five after four days of just feeling excruciating pain 
And I said, it hurt a lot less yesterday. And today, darn near all the soreness is fading away. I do keep getting frustrated at my running pace, though. I think I could run a 5K in about 25 minutes, which isn't the worst thing ever, but still. That's what I left it on. What that what that shows, though, is that that day hurt so much less. After day five, I, I hardly felt any soreness. And I, I feel sore now, which is a weird thing. Like, I felt the soreness return after so many days of, of not feeling it. And I think it's because my sleep schedule's been off. So I think sleep schedule plays a part in it. On a road trip, also, I ate some junk food. I think that might have played into it. But the soreness left after about five days of, of doing this stuff. My pace started already getting better. And I've hit some milestones since then. Like, I've run for longer than I ever have in my life. And I'm up to this pace of, like... So I'm clearly seeing, like, steps being taken forward. Now, for as much pain as I'm in, I don't know if it's worth it or not. But, you know, TBD. But... Yeah, that's kind of been my journey of ups and downs so far. I really like the fact that you mentioned how you were very sore and then not sore and now getting sore again. I felt the exact same thing and I have a theory. So whenever we first started getting into it, it was something our bodies were just not at all used to. We were not used to really pushing ourselves to limits. And, you know, I coughed up a lung every single time I ran to. My first mile was 10 minutes and 30 seconds. That's awful. Like, I haven't ran that slow since junior high. I didn't realize how out of shape I was in terms of running. Because I'm a, I'm a bicyclist. I'm a cycler, okay? <laughs> um, I, 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 I prefer to ride the bike as opposed to running. And so it was a huge adjustment period. And then, you know, I dropped 30 seconds. I was I dropped 30 seconds and then another 30 seconds and then another 30 seconds. And I'm not saying that to toot my horn. I think that's that's something that happens is we were so sore because we were trying to establish like a new norm and a new medium. And then we found our pace. We found our niche. We found what's the most but what is the most efficient way to do these things and our body kind of coped. Right, it kind of coped with it a little bit. And we were talking about, you know, we would do 20 at a time. And now we're doing 25 or 30 at a time. And I think our bodies probably got used to the abuse. And now it's like, we're pushing ourselves further, right? You know, our plan was, we even talked about it on the on the first part of this episode, a mile a day, a mile. And then we were talking, we say, hey, a mile was getting way too easy. Let's up it. And then so I started running a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half. And now I'm up to two miles, which is the most, that is the longest distance I have ever ran consistently. Like I've never, I, I don't walk anymore. Like I, I don't stop. I, I might um, slow my pace down, but I have never walked since day one. Like day one was the only day that I was like, I can't, like my, my chest is about to explode. And so now to the point where we are pushing ourselves even harder again. And so I think that's the soreness coming back in because three sets of 35 is going to be much harder on your body than four sets of 25, right? We're, we're getting to the point of screaming, our muscles screaming at us again, like in the first part. That's my theory. Right. Um, well, in full, full, full uh, disclosure, at the very start, I was like, Cody, I think I'm going to build up to a 10K. And he was like, I think I'm going to die if I do that. So I, I'm going to say no to that at first. But now I think both of our plans is to try to run a 10K at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're setting that precedent here. But like, it's not, I would say it's not for me that the mile got easy. It was just that I was like, I, if I'm really going to do this challenge, I want like the full scope of the challenge. And 
man, I'm already kind of patting myself on the back because like I did, I literally just, I was supposed to run a one and a half miles and I ended up just being like, let's just see how far we can go. And I ran a 5k, like just, uh, it was on the treadmill and it was, you know, there, there's a lot of like give and take there, but at the same time, it was still like, I ran for 22 minutes straight and it, I, it was a big accomplishment. And I was like, this is kind of surreal. And so it really is that sort of thing. I, I hope that as I start getting more sleep through this next week and the next couple weeks, that I'll even see even more improvement just because my body will be able to rest. And that's the thing, that's the note I wanna kick off on too, is that I think my biggest takeaway for this challenge is that I, I think that if this is something to be implemented, that you definitely need rest days in there because like I've felt that my muscles are just like, please God, give me a break. <laughs> And so I would set it up there at the first, the days that it wasn't hurting. It's because I did the sets at night, the sets in the running at night. And I woke up as early as I could the next morning to get it done early in the morning to get back and come back to sleep so I could give more rest to my muscles so I can maximize that rest time. And so I, I think just rest is the biggest need like f to be implemented in this. I could not agree more. I think, I don't think I would recommend anybody do this challenge if they're doing it to get fit quick. I don't think that's a fair a fair use case for this. I think this is more about like mental breakthroughs as opposed to doing anything like this because I don't find this being healthy or sustainable super long term. This is, I wish that I had rest days. There are days when I've been feeling a little ill, feeling a little under the weather. Um, and I've been trying, I've been trying to stay super healthy. I mean, you know, there's, there's a global pandemic that I'm trying to avoid, <laughs> you know, and Straight so I'm, I'm trying to keep my immune system as, as healthy as it can be. And there are days when I'm just like, I am feeling the lowest amount of energy. I am feeling like I just need to lay in bed and rest. So all that to say, I, if I was going to do this again, outside of this month, I think the most important thing is going to be rest. I would maybe do every other day or something along those lines. Because there are times when I want nothing more than to just lay in bed. I don't feel super great. It was a long day at work. I still have 300 reps to do <laughs> and two miles. You know, that's that's a lot. That's, it's pretty significant, especially whenever I'm not feeling it per se. So that's a cold shower. I mean, you gotta throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There was one night in particular where I had a long, long run. I, the first time I ever ran two miles consecutively in my life. And I, I didn't expect it to happen. I was just like, we're going to go with the pace that I've been setting. We're going to try it. And it ended up, I wrote a note at the end of it. I said, this was the best day yet. I've never run that many consecutive miles in my life. And even ran another half mile uphill to get back to my car afterwards. And so like, it's already setting in that little bit. Let's try to go further so that in the future I can go a little further. And so it's setting that pre precedent. Uh, and so I, I put after that on this mountaintop moment, I feel like I can conquer anything and I'm getting better every day. At this very moment writing this, I would seriously consider doing an adapted version of this sustainably after we're done. And I think that's pretty huge. Cause like just that feeling of like, wow, like, I checked my body as I was running and I was like, we're good. We're, we're doing it. We're, we're going, we're breathing. It's going to be fine. We can make it. 
And like just the, that positive affirmation that you that you hear in yourself and that breakthrough of sustainability, man, it just gives you this new wave that like you don't get in everyday circles. And it's kind of crazy looking at it. Even me reading this right now is like kind of surreal. It's like, are you crazy, Kyle? Come on now. It hurts. <laughs> I, one mile, this is, this is going to sound crazy out of character considering what the listeners just heard like 20 minutes ago was me saying I, one mile max. That's all I ever do. But one mile doesn't cut it anymore. Like whenever I run just one mile and a majority of my mile, based on my path, a majority of my miles uphill, but one mile after I'm finished, if, if I stop, if I even stop at the mile, one mile, I, I'm fine that I'm not even breathing heavy anymore. And like, that's with increasing my pace. That's with like doing all of that as well. And so now I'm at, I just hit the point yesterday after I ran my two miles where I, I ran and as soon as it was done, I was breathing heavy, but then I walked upstairs to my apartment and I walked in the front door and I said, maybe I should go back and do another half mile because I just felt like I could do that now. And it is just insane. I never thought in a million years I'd, I'd feel this way ever. There's, there was, that never crossed my mind. I, I remember after day two or no, not day two. It was about day, day three or four. I ran and I had a rough time, but I was assuring myself, I was like, it's going to get better. We're, we're taking steps toward, you know, getting, getting our pace back and, and achieving goals and things like that. But as I was driving home, I, I had only done a mile and a half or so. And I said, I feel like I could have done better today. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I could have given it a little more. And so every time I found myself pushing there at the end, like pu- pushing myself to my limit, there at the very end, I'm starting to be able to find my limit a little more. Like it used to be that I'd feel pain a little bit when I'd run and I'd be like, oh, oh, gotta stop, gotta stop. And it's not that that wasn't legitimate, but at the same time, you can kind of check your, do you find yourself checking yourself when you run and being able to be like, no, I'm good. Like I'm actually, we're still going. We've been going for a while, but we're still good. My first two mile run, I had to do that. I was, I was running and uh, I looked down at my watch and I felt like I had been running for a thousand years, right? But I looked at my watch and it said like 1.3 and I had to say, yep. you're not stopping. Like yep. not hitting two miles right now is not an option. And so once I told myself that, that was the case, going on through. I feel like things like that, the listener might perceive it as unhealthy, but it's the same thing for me. I'd look down and I'd see that I had set a pace for a longer distance run, but I only required of myself to do a quote unquote shorter distance run because it was like a rest day. But then I would look down, see my time, be disappointed. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's because I set it for a long distance run. Well, let's go ahead and do a long distance run. Mm-hmm. And I know that mindset doesn't really make sense until you get into it. But like when you look down, you're like, ah, oh, well, I want to be able to share with Cody that I got a good time, not out of because I think Cody's judging the time, but because I want to be able to say, look, I I tried something really legitimate today and like I, I kept pushing towards our goal at the end of the month. Yeah, and so this is a little bit different than the cold showers challenge because the cold showers was something that uh, you kind of just have to go on faith, right? Like Ty and I would talk and we would say, I trust that you're doing the cold showers. Don't send me a video of you in the shower every day, right? That wasn't necessary. But with this because it's such a unique and difficult task, 
we have to say we need to hold each other accountable and listen to each other doing the push-ups and the sit-ups occasionally. But we send each other the times every day, pretty consistently. And showing that not only having the second pair of eyes on it to make me feel like I have to, but not that I, I feel like I ever have to impress you, Kyle, but there's something that it's like, I feel like I'm not only trying to prove to myself, but it's like, I'm trying to prove to like one of my best buddies that I can do something. Yeah. You man. know what I'm saying? 100%. It, yeah. It's not that obligation thing. It's that I just, yeah, you know, there's an extra set of eyes. And whereas you could be like, well, maybe you won't ask about it. I can just slip under the radar for a night, you know, a mm-hmm. night's not going to hurt the podcast or anything like that. But then like that sending that, like that extra, like, Hey, look, I'm checking, I'm taking the initiative and sending it to you and like checking in. And if I don't, then it's going to be like, wait, you didn't, you didn't send one last night. You good. Mm-hmm. And it's that, it's that sort of thing. And I know. <laughs> so from a third person perspective, like looking in, I can see how that can sound like almost kind of more authoritative, but it's, it's so isn't, it's just like super helpful. Mm-hmm. It's like, not only am I checking in, I'm one upping myself. Right. So like, we didn't even require that we check in. That was not part of it, but it kind of just came, became one of the parts of the, the challenges. Like, Hey, look at what we're building, right? Look how much easier the smile was. Look how much time I knocked off. Look how much further I went this time. And it came from that perspective of like, I will literally not be able to do this challenge if I don't send you stuff. Absolutely. Like if you're not leaning on someone through this challenge, you're going to have a really bad time. <laughs> yes. I, if you do not have an accountability buddy, this is going to be a difficult one. Since, I, absolutely. Since the last podcast, I found out where you got a, a accountability buddy from too. So where is that from? South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that it wasn't, but as soon as you said that, I remembered it's like the, they're getting off the bus and they don't hold hands the whole time. Accountability buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was hoping it was like from Finding Nemo or something, no. but now afterwards I realized that I'm a deviant. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said the word accountability buddy and my friend laughed and I was like, why are you laughing? Oh, because from South Park. It's from ah. South Park, yeah. Okay, well, I'll just live and bask in my deviancy. So we've kind of already talked about how we fit it into our schedule, but just for the sake of completeness, right now in your current state of affairs, you know, you've been traveling, but what is your ideal fitting it into your schedule look like? On the days that you have felt the most success so far, what does it look like? Um, ideally, hmm, I, I don't know. I would say evening runs usually treat me a little bit better at this point than morning runs. I think I just have more energy going into them. I would say try to get 75 done before the nighttime so that you only have 25 to do there at the end. And then the 25 is actually kind of a relaxing, easy way to kind of drift into the night. So I would say doing 50 in the morning, going a little bit through the day, doing another set of 25 of each, and then coming to the end of the night or somewhere around like 8 p.m. or so. And then you can say, okay, I've got I've got plenty of time. I can start now. It'll take me about, you know, a half hour. And I can be done. I can be getting to bed at a good time. I can do my kind of warm down and do some yoga partnered up with it and uh, head to bed at a good time, get up and uh, have plenty of time for everything else going on in the day. I think that's a really good schedule. Um, I think that it caters to people who have a very sporadic schedule. 
um, such as yourself, I know that on a given day, your schedule can be entirely different from the day before. So I feel like having that sort of like accountability to yourself saying, I'm going to have this amount done before a certain time and then after this certain time, and then this is going to be how the evening plays out. My days tend to be a little more structured than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to wake up pretty early. Um, I'm usually working by 6.30 a.m. I do most of my work in the morning. I'm fortunate enough to have that kind of job as a, as a programmer by trade. Uh, I work best in the morning, so I work you know 6.30 to whenever my eight hours is done. I like to start at about 4 to 4.30, just getting all of my work done. Like I, I want to hit all 300 reps, and then I want to go for my run right afterwards. That's my ideal schedule, and that's like my ideal routine. If you ever can, I definitely would recommend trying that. Just, you know, even for the sake of staying true to the One Punch Man challenge, technically, um, that's what he does. He does everything at once. And so I would give that a shot just at least a couple times to see how it feels. The first time, I hated it. I was already dripped. I was already drenched in sweat before I ran. That was horrible. I hated that feeling legitimately. I I so strongly disliked that feeling. I almost didn't want to run after. Really. Yeah, I've I've done that by force, not by want to a couple, three or four times now because you just make it to the end of the day and you're like, oh gosh. And then I would say my runs actually have gone better with that sort of structure of doing 50, then having the run in between. And you're almost like prepped for a workout at that point. Like your blood's already flowing, you're already all stretched out. I, I would say it's worked out well, like numbers wise, it feels bad. It feels really bad. Like I, I'm like you said, I'm always drenched in sweat after it. I would say it is more true to the challenge. And I think our working up to a 10K, I'll feel very accomplished, like having actually done what the requirements of the One Punch Man Challenge are by the end of the month. Yeah, I would say I would say do that if you can, but don't feel bad if you can if you have to like kind of spread it out a little bit. Cause otherwise I think it add like a lot of tax and stress to my schedule. Uh because I'm already moving and like lifting things and uh going in between stuff throughout the month as it is. Yeah, if if I'm being completely honest, I have found that like doing it all at once, if I was to if I was to take the amount of time it takes to do everything at once, it's probably about 45 minutes for all 300 reps and then my run. Right now the 2-mile run. And so that's that's still pretty significant and that's a little bit more time than I would like. I would hopefully my my rest time in between reps is able to go down for my push-up setups and the squats. That's, that's not where I am right now. I, I'm getting to the point where my muscles are just screaming again. And I hopefully we can get past that hump and it's to the point maybe I could do two sets of 50, right? That would be nice. But I think for the very last day, the 10K, what I would like to do is do all the reps. Not, not like 100 push-ups and then move to squats and then 100 squats. I don't think I'd be able to do that because that... I don't think the human body is meant to do that <laughs> without like a lot of training. But what I would like to do is do all of that and then go run the 10K just to feel a little more as true as possible to the to the challenge as I possibly could be. I would love to do that. And I say that we have a recording set up already ready for us as soon as we enter the house from our 10K and we sit down and we're like, <sighs> hello, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're like we start the podcast right after the 10k right after the 10k and say we've done the challenge <laughs> welcome back to what's the show called again all right adam yeah thank you thank you for coming and joining <laughs> it with us yeah I, man i'm i'm really excited for it but i'm also that's gonna be so tough like my goal is to run at like run the entire 10k but i just man that's that's a steep goal that's gonna be really tough it's going to be the hardest physical endeavor that I have ever undertaken, for lack of a better word. It's a challenge for runners. And the fact that we common men are, are trying this within a month. I mean, you look it up and it says 10K training plans, three months. And I'm like, I don't have three months, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I'm not in shape at all. I cannot stress this enough. I am not a runner. I am a sprinter and I cycle occasionally. Like I do not run. Like my fastest mile time ever was like just sub eight minutes in high school, right? Like that is like my fastest mile. That was peak physical fitness. That was football, two days, all that stuff. I'm not a runner, never have been. And the fact that it's like two miles, yeah. Like I, I can, Run two miles. Like I, I know I keep stressing two miles, two miles. And to all of you guys who have run a marathon, I know that sounds really silly. But think about the first time that you were able to do that without stopping. That feeling is just insane. Like we've done it. We, we can actually, we have pushed our brains past that point. And that's something I wanted to mention is, you know, I say pushed my brain to that point. There is a big mental part of this. Mm -hmm. There's a point at which it becomes mind over matter. And I know that's not always completely healthy. Sometimes you got to listen to your body, but you really, there comes a point where it's just, I'm not stopping. Like stopping really is not an option. Mm -hmm. And you were saying like, you look down, eh, I'll go the full distance, I guess. Right. And that's just something that you just do. You make that, it is an active decision. The passive decision would be like, oh, well, I'll just stop. Right. I've already, I've already run my mile. Like that's the minimum that we sent. I don't have to, but it is an active decision to push yourself. There is an active decision to break past your limits, which is kind of the whole thing was breaking your limits. That is the reason the One Punch Man Challenge exists. Limit breaking in the most literal sense of the show. Right. And, and you got to balance it. Like you have to be under the recognition like, okay, I ran a 5K last night. Let's take a couple days to, to not do a 5K. Like let's take a couple days to not expect this huge pace from ourselves and let's prep for the next time that we run another 5K. And eventually that sort of rest and rest, rinse, repeat schedule will prepare your mind too because your mind's gonna be really discouraged. It has been a couple times on my runs and things like that. And I think we're talking about the runs so much because the runs are really the central focus of it, I think. Like you're either procrastinating the runs or you're like really itching to get into it on a given night. Like I, I think you can kind of feel when you're ready for a run in a night. I thought that the reps would be the, the part that I was procrastinating the most, but it definitely has evolved into the runs are the central part of this challenge for me as well. Yeah, and the most helpful thing for me has without a doubt been on my run when I hit that moment when I'm, when I'm like, oh, I've been running for a long time and you realize that, you start to kind of lengthen your stride and you take a breath and you're like, okay, I'm good. You kind of check yourself. You check your body and, and you're like, okay, no, I'm doing good. There's a little tightness here and there and you, you get kind of analytical. But then after you do the analytics, you kind of just look around 
You just look around you and you're like, where am I running? And you just notice all these other little things. And when you put your head down, you start just running again. It's like you forget. And by that time, you've already gone another 0.15 or so. And you're already ready to change pace. And it's just a really, it's a really cool experience. And I'm really interested to see how the rest of the month goes. Yeah. But as of now, I've, I've run further than I ever have before for longer amounts of time. I'm starting to come to the realization of being okay when I have to walk and realizing the reasons for that even and taking that with the balance of, okay, now let's really push it. Now let's, okay, we're already in it. Let's go the extra, you know, mile and a half or so, which sounds huge, but it it really doesn't feel like it when you're in it. This is going to sound completely off topic and unrelated, but I promise you it ties to what you just said. When you read books, whenever you read anything and you read in your head, do you have a voice in your head that reads to you or is it just you just comprehend the knowledge? Mine is kind of weird and I promise it's not a cop-out answer. I think to start reading, I kind of read with a, a little voice sounding it out with me. But then as you get into it, it kind of fades away and you're just kind of reading the words and taking them in. Okay, I'm the exact same way, right? Uh, but yeah, there comes a point where that switches and it's an automatic switch. It's not something that you can control, right? But because I'm that way at the beginning, because reading anything, I can, I can feel my throat moving to make the movements of those words. So whenever I'm running, I can't read mm-hmm. because it exhausts me more. Like I, on my run every day, there's a, a sign that says uh, drug-free zone, gun-free zone, violators will be prosecuted to like the fullest extent, blah, blah, blah. And every time I pass that sign, I have to make sure that I don't read it. Because it will, exa- I will change my breathing to match how I would read it, and it throws me off my pace. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like that, that sort of external stuff. That, yeah, I really just have to look down and like focus on like how far am I striding and stuff like that, and check like am I breathing through my nose enough? Is my diaphragm getting involved and, and things like that? It's the weirdest, most analytical stuff, but it makes just that little bit of difference. You know, there was one night where I thought someone was coming up behind me and I saw his shadow and my adrenaline shot in and I ran a little faster at first. Like, ah, and, <laughs> uh, and then that ended up, I, I couldn't run as far that night because I, I had sped up just that little bit. And I was like, oh, that's going to affect me later, isn't it? Your body it gave, totally did. your body gave everything at once. Yeah. It was just like, oh, fight or flight. Let's go. Yeah. And I had like tingles on my skin, like through a while and then I was like yeah I gotta stop and walk for a little bit (laughs) yeah I don't blame you on that one don't blame you on that one at all so let's go ahead and review our arrow scale um let's kind of reflect um a little bit and kind of talk about a little bit um so let's start with accessibility what would you give it at this point in time a one I'm thinking beyond myself I'm thinking to people who will have a, an even harder time like physically getting into this sort of stuff, so not accessible, not not at all. And I think especially if you take accountability out, I give it a one with accountability. Without accountability, I mean, total zero, easy zero. I, I'm allowed to give it, it things a zero, right? Like they give yeah, that's zero to five. Okay, yeah. I, I man, I, I give it a one just with accountability. It's really tough. I... I'm going to stick with my two for the sake that I, I would almost, I almost want to give it a three, but I also know that's because my schedule is a little bit more flexible than most for the, for the person with an eight to five job 
who doesn't have the luxury of waking up early and having alone time. Like you have, you have kids, you have a family, right? Or after five o'clock, you have more work stuff or you're stuck in traffic until seven o'clock or there's X, Y, and Z happening. This is almost not doable. But I think for the average person, I think you're probably right with your one. This is not an easy thing to fit in. I think maybe doing like half of this would be more accessible, but this is a 45 minute everyday ordeal. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular challenge right now is because I just got off of the challenge that was more of a swap in, right? So as far as challenges go, I would kind of put the challenges into two separate fields. There is a replacement challenge and there is an addition challenge. And the replacement challenge is something like cold showers, right? It's you just take something you already do and do it differently or like eating vegan. But this is different. It is distinctly different. This is taking something that you don't do and adding it into your schedule. And I think that makes accessibility inherently lower. Moving on to excitedness. And it doesn't have to be like looking forward to the future. Like let's talk about excitedness about the challenge right now, how you're feeling in the midst of it. Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> I, any, it might just be this night that you caught me on, man. I am so tired. I, I only have 25 left to do, so score on that one. But I am so not looking forward to, to running because tonight in particular I have – I have slated to run like 3.2 miles tonight and I might or might not do that. But regardless, even if it's like a mile and a half, I'm just, I'm absolutely dreading it. I, I'm so tired. I want to not do it. I'm not excited for the future of this challenge, but I'm trying to remain optimistic with my one because I know that things are about to chill out to cool down. I'm just exiting trip mode. So you're catching me literally on the drive back. That's why we're together. Yeah, it, I think that I'm projecting a lot of tonight onto it, but I'm just, I'm not looking forward to it. Not excited. <laughs> Last time we both gave it a three. <laughs> and yeah, my three is going to take a hit and I'm going to go down to two as well. Um, at this moment, it's late. I still haven't ran. I've done like 25% of my reps. <laughs> There is such a bittersweet feeling about being halfway through. It's like, oh my gosh, we made it. We're halfway through. Oh my gosh, we still have halfway to go. We have to do that <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> yes, we have to do all that even more and more of it, right? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a two just because it's hard. Yeah, It's it, really hard. It really wasn't tough enough the first time, I don't think. So we really had to, you know, fair enough. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And there's such a roller coaster with this particular challenge because some days it's like, I can keep doing this. And some days it's, I want to take back all the work that I did retroactively because I am so sore. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to reservations. What would you give it right now? Off the top of your head, number of reservations. I would say, so the, the higher the number, the more reservations. I would say still a three. Just because, again, I, I know what I'm getting myself into. I know what I committed to. I, I have accessibility behind it. Whereas I'm pretty reserved just naturally. It's like, I know what I committed to. I'm I'm cool with it. Like, yeah. yeah I, I I mean, it's like, it's here. Like, 
what am I going to do? Complain about it? What's what's the use in complaining about it? It's like, yeah, I'm going to take it on. Let's go full send. Straight up, full send. I last time I gave it a four, particularly about uh, not getting hurt or injuring yourself. But I have felt this time that I am surprised with how uninjured I am. Like there are days where I'm like, ooh, I it feel like I almost pulled something. But I'm able to kind of like recap it and make sure that like, oh, I'm just going to readjust the the push-ups that I do, right? Maybe I bring my elbows in a little bit more. And so I, I can adjust and make sure that I don't hurt myself. I'm going to go from a four to a three because there are some days where my knees hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm legitimately worried about the longevity of my knees throughout the rest of this challenge. I'm so glad you said that. I, I felt the same thing. Like I felt my knees kind of like more tension in my knees than usual, which my knees... I'm super thankful that I haven't had knee problems up to this point in life as it is. And now with this kind of thing going on, I'm like, oof. Okay, so moving on to outcome. Okay, I have the exact answer for this. Okay, Okay. and it's going to sound weird. I'm going to give it a five for outcome because one, I'm excited for the challenge to come to the the culmination and what we've been building up because I feel like we've been building up for a month to say like, this is what the challenge is. This is what it's all about. And to hit this climax and run a 10K for the first and, in all honesty, probably only time in my life. And to say that I did that thing, to say that I've been building up, that's really exciting. I'm really excited for the outcome. I think it's going to go great given that there's no injuries. And it, it's definitely a five with anticipation for this to be over already. <laughs> very twofold, very twofold answer. I'm going to give it a five as well. For the exact same reasons, <laughs> right? I, I'm very excited for it to be over, right? And I'm, I'm excited to to continue it in an altered way, in an altered form than what it currently is in. But I'm going to give it a five because I cannot wait to say that I've done it. I'm really interested because I think this will be an, a good transition. I think this builds even on the outcome like, like solid five because... I think now how much easier will it be to commit to another another like weight training or whatever training it is like hit exercises or something like that or or even to run now to know what it takes to be like okay how do I make this now and I, I plan to brainstorm this through the rest of the month like how now can I factor in something to my schedule where it's like it's not much of a commitment I'm only asking myself to run maybe a mile a day or something like that or like a mile every other day uh, to keep that sort of stuff up. And how to make that a priority and to have accountability factored into that. Uh, And I plan to brainstorm that sort of thing and to really make it a priority. And uh, yeah, I really think the outcome of that will go well, especially since it's like, oh, thank God I don't have to do like the level that I was on up to this point. And you know, one thing I would like to note before we kind of do a little conclusion here is, do you remember in the first part of the episode, 14 days, two weeks ago, I said, I might cycle. I decided not to cycle and to push myself and just run. Uh, I feel like I use the cycling as a point where it's like, oh, well, I'd be actually getting more exercise because I'd be able to go longer. I have decided that that it was a retroactive cop-out. I, I thought that I reasoned with myself and said that would be good. I had good intentions with it. But now when I think about cycling, I'm just like, that's just going to be too easy. I'm just going to do the harder thing the whole time. 
Right, right, and it puts the emphasis on the challenge, and I think uh, that was the that was the mindset with building to a 10K is like, I want to get the fullness out of this challenge, and that seemed absolutely impossible at first. You know, I'd build up like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.2, 0.2, uh, so very incrementally, and then all of a sudden there was this jump, and I was like, okay, maybe I can do more than 0. 0.2, and like, maybe I can do more than, and it's like stretching the limits every now and again, It's it's... It's something to see. I mean, it's it's interesting, and so yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I've been sh- searching my ways for like ways that I I've been trying to cop out, and even with like the hundred combined thing, it's the it's the same sort of thing. It's like I don't want to cut a corner in something that's already been challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are so many different ways in which you can make this easier, but I think choosing to do the harder ways is kind of the point of it, right? Breaking your limits, seeing how far you can go and seeing what is going to be in store if you keep making yourself a better person every day. Well, thank you for going on this journey with me. It was definitely not the the easiest task to say, yes, I'm going to do this, but I'm definitely glad you're here with me for the ride. Of course, friend. Well, I have been Cody Kovar. And I have been Kyle Inman. And if you have any questions or want to give feedback or suggestions on monthly challenges or how to make our lives easier when we do this or anything of that matter, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Kovar or all social media for that matter uh, at Mr. Kovar. Uh, Find us on the subreddit uh, www.reddit.com slash r slash a thing a month. That's a good landing page for us. All the episodes will be there. Where can people find you, Kyle? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at kyled.n or kyled.n. And I don't really get on Twitter, but you can also find me on Facebook because I'm, I'm crossing that threshold, that barrier into uh, really adulthood. And you can, put, you can find me on Facebook at Kyle. And then I, I also make YouTube videos. I guess you can find me there too. Yeah, go ahead and plug that. Go ahead and plug that. Yeah, I, I just at Kyle Inman on that one. I think I'm the top Kyle Inman. I think the other Kyle Inmans do random posting. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you again so much for, for being here, Kyle. And thank you listeners for spending your day with us and learning about the challenge. And if you're doing the challenge, thank you for doing it with us along the way. And we'd love to hear from you. So share any stories that you possibly have. We will see you guys in two weeks for the conclusion episode and for the introduction of the next challenge. Take it easy. Do you know what the next challenge will be yet? I do. Oh, but the listeners don't.